This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as uh, you got the facts. And today, uh, we're going to keep it, uh, well, pretty. Well, I wouldn't say brief, but, uh, you know, to the point, a uh, few things to get into in terms of sports. Of course, a new top 25 is out for college football. I wanted to go through that just a little bit. And then, of course, the scores from over the weekend. Of course, week seven has wrapped up in the NFL. I wanted to kind of go through that as well. So no uh, major headlines there. So that'll be pretty brief, as brief as I'd like to make it. And then, of course, I wanted to give you guys a heads up on what's going on in the MLB playoffs. Of course, we are uh, going to be starting the world series this friday uh so tonight i wanted to get through pretty much of course the rest of the aocs and picked up where we uh left off where i uh had left left off last time i spoke to you guys and then uh to wrap everything up tonight i got a little special segment um just me going off on uh I guess you could say a super tangent, I guess, uh, just going off on the current events that I'm seeing so far and, you know, just kind of just going in, not necessarily, I mean, of course, uh, some fact and all that, but definitely just kind of just mostly a, a roast of celeb some celebrities and all that, really, I just want to just, dish, you know, just get get my observations off my chest about what I'm seeing in popular culture a little bit and just in general uh, like I said current events just kind of get my thoughts uh, not necessarily go through a whole you know list of all this and I didn't I ain't got nothing really prepared I'm just gonna go off the deep end a little bit and just kind of just talk about it because there's just a whole lot of shit going on I just wanted to speak on just for a little bit, a little bit. So that's how we're gonna wrap everything up uh, for tonight. But of course, if you wanna uh, keep an eye out for me, of course you can follow me on Instagram. I'll leave that link available for you guys in the description of this episode. Of course, you can check this out uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And of course, I got the YouTube channel as well, Never Out of Bounds. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. And top twenty-five. Uh, I'm not gonna just get so deep into it we pretty much you know know who's the who who's who of course georgia is still number one ohio state and tennessee is your new number three uh of course uh, michigan is your number four so of course if we're looking at the playoff uh if it's the season were to end today of course one would be georgia four would be michigan those would i mean that'll be your potential first round matchup of course and then of course uh tennessee and ohio state so again the season will progress and, of course, like I said, I'll break down the scores in just a little bit. But just a brief look at the top 25. Uh, like I mentioned, nothing really different here. Uh, but with the exception of, oh, well, two two new teams, I will say. Uh, South Carolina has made it. Why? I don't know. Uh, they're currently sitting at 5-2 uh, and two overall. Uh, they're, uh, they're averaging 31 points a game, 81st in total offense. They're 61st in def defense, averaging almost 25 points a game, 52nd in overall defense 25th against the pass spencer rattler still looks like crap uh they have a decent running game that's what saved them last week and got them i think that'll be their second win in a row um again it's just I, i'm just gonna outright call it again this is just the polls just kind of favoring sec teams for some reason i'm guessing for these other matchups they want to uh set up later in the year to kind of justify why an sec team deserves to be in uh you know in such high praise like i've always said G georgia well mostly bama uh but in the last couple of years georgia and it's been georgia and bama been pretty much carrying uh that conference and i'm just going to outright say it, the rest of these teams cannot even carry the jock strap uh come on the worst team in that conference is vanderbilt vanderbilt has been trash since they've arrived on the scene in college football they haven't won a conference championship since almost like 1940 if that uh they never won an sec title just like texas a&m uh, every year they blow every team up and the only team that really stands out is going to be either bama or georgia so i will give you those two teams as the top 
echelon. But the rest of these guys, middle of the pack, I'm just going to keep it real with you. We're going to keep it pushing. Of course, uh, NC State takes a few spots down. They've been playing a little bit sloppy as of lately, but you got to understand their starting quarterback, Devin Leary, has been out. Uh, the next main team to pop up on the scene is going to be LSU. I'll go over their game this weekend uh, in just a second. They did get an upset win over Ole Miss, so I got to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but you know, some other slight changes, of course, you have UCLA dropping at 12 after their loss to Oregon. Uh, Oregon then moves up to number eight. Uh, they, of course, are six and one now. And uh, Bama stays at the number six spot, of course, uh, you know, looking for revenge, uh, you know, after, you know, last week's loss or actually no two weeks ago at this point now uh that loss to tennessee so they had to get it back versus mississippi state and they did uh clemson is up here at number five and like we mentioned the top four michigan tennessee ohio state uh that's uh for now i don't think that's likely to well i'll say i'll say this tennessee has to still uh, meet up with georgia so we'll see what happens there ohio state i mean they play in a very easy conference however them and michigan do have to face off at some point so Again, there's going to be some type of movement. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's going to probably be a, a couple one-loss teams. And I just see it. I wouldn't be surprised if they allow a two-loss SEC team to get up in there in terms of the playoffs. I, I could just kind of see it now. But as of right now, we know who the top four is. Uh, that's what they're going to be bragging about going into, you know, the first ever reveal of these rankings coming out. At least, I would say maybe three more weeks if I'm not mistaken. But we'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll get, you know, back into this uh, at least on that on that level. But let's get into the scores from over the weekend so we can kind of get an idea about how we got here. Uh, first things first, we have Tennessee getting it done at home against. Tennessee Martin in my who the fuck cares game of the week again Tennessee Martin ain't even on uh, FBS level if I'm not mistaken this was a gimme win that no one was interested uh, uh, one game that was pretty I mean pretty uh, important though was Clemson uh, they got their W against Syracuse I was really high on Syracuse going to this game uh, they pr played pretty well in the first half things did kind of fall apart the final uh, in the particularly in the fourth quarter, but the final score, 27 to 21, like I said, in favor of Clemson. Uh, for this uh, for this matchup, DJ Uangale, he kind of falls off the, the, the wagon again. 13 to 21, 138 yards, two interceptions. Uh, K. Kublik, Klubnik, excuse me, uh, the freshman would get some action as well. A lot of people are going to say, well, he's trying to take DJ's job and all this. He better watch himself and uh, it's, it's his time to shine now. And I'm like, I'm not impressed. He only had four pass attempts last week uh 19 yards who gives a shit i'm not impressed by either one of these guys i think both quarterbacks are slightly overrated just just to be honest will shipley carried that offense 172 total yards on the ground uh 6.4 yards per carry two touchdowns uh particularly late in the game one of them uh, just really you know the deciding factor more so than either one of these quarterbacks so i'm not i'm not bought i'm not buying either one of them uh phil moffa would also have uh, 94 yards on the ground he would also score uh, the Tigers will end up scoring 17 unanswered uh, points in the fourth quarter. That will be the deciding factor. Uh, Syracuse uh, had a pretty much a lights out defense all the way pretty much until the end. But uh, up until that point, they, they just kind of fell off a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, just a second. We go when we break down Syracuse. Uh, but. Uh, but for Clemson, they would also give up four turnovers. So that's interesting as well. Uh, they still got out of there with a win. But again, it, it was really close, uh, a lot closer than even what the final score tells you. They had to really escape with that win at home uh, nonetheless. Uh, but defensive tackle Tyler Davis would have two sacks for the Tigers. And safety R.J. Mickens would end up with a pick. For Syracuse, Garrett Trader will go 18-26 to for 167 yards. Of course, he would throw that pick. But he would score on the ground. It would be the teams in Russia with 71 yards. Uh, Sean Tucker uh, would have five carries, but he would make, you know, he would do what he could with it. Uh, what he could uh, with 54 yards. He would also have a receiving touchdown. But it seems that um, Dino Barber's head coach of uh, Syracuse just didn't seem to really want to. I don't know, pound that running game, particularly in the second half. I don't know why uh, Tucker would, again, like I said, find himself 
you know, making his way into the offense, scoring via a uh, catch. But uh, very interesting to, to only see him restricted to five carries. I don't know what that's what that was about. Uh, Jahad Carter would have nine total tackles in a pick, and uh, but for Syracuse offensively, it was a struggle. Three of eleven on third down. Uh, they would also have ten penalties for eighty-eight yards, and of course that was going on both the offense and the defense. But particularly uh, later in the game, it was a cost, a couple costly defensive penalties for them. Uh, really took the nine of the game, a game that uh, honestly they should have won. I think they it was more so of Syracuse beating themselves than Clemson actually beating them. So very, uh, very interesting game to say the least. But. Uh, of course, uh, Clemson they get it done, and uh, Ohio State they end up beating out, they end up blowing out uh, actually Iowa. Very easy game here, fifty-four to ten. Not much to say. Very, uh, very interesting game uh, in the American Conference. We have Cincinnati holding on. Uh, of course, they're in the top twenty-five as well, uh, but they will hold on to get the best of SMU, uh, who's now three and four in the year. But the final score in that one was twenty-nine uh, to twenty-seven for Cincinnati. Ben Bryant will go eight and. 35 uh, for 200 yards. Uh, we He would also get help on the offensive end from Charles McKellen, uh, McKellen on the ground. He would have 129 yards. He would score. Ryan Montgomery would score on the ground as well. And defensive back Arquan Bush would get you nine tackles. Sorry, four, to- four total tackles and an interception. And Jaheem, uh, Jaheem Thomas would get you seven total tackles. He would also get two, uh, two sacks. Altogether, the Bearcats would pretty much bear down. No, I'm just being I'm being silly now. Forget that dad joke. But they would pretty much get after uh, SMU's uh, quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, end up with six sacks. Uh, speaking of SMU and Tanner Mordecai, he would go 15 to 15 25, excuse me, for 105 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would throw a pick. Uh, he would end up leaving later on in the game with an injury. I don't know the exact extent to that. Uh, but, uh, on offense, they also got help from Tyler Tyler Levine, who was able to get them a rushing touchdown. But altogether, they seemed to struggle in this one. Uh, you know, again, the pressure from you know the Bearcats, you know, it had a, definitely an effect to do. Uh, well, definitely had an effect on that. Uh, Jordan Curley would be the team's leading receiver. Three catches from him, 44 yards. He would score. Russell Maryland, also a son of another NFL great. Yes, I know you. You were probably thinking that Russell Maryland. From the Cowboys, yes, that's the same one. His shots out, by the way, shots out to the guys with sons that's playing college ball right now. We mentioned a, a Rondé Gadsden's son last week. Of course, we know about Antoine Winfield making it to the league, so on and so forth. But the rest of these guys as well, I, I know they must be proud to see their sons get to do that and do what they did. I think that's hella cool. Just to say the least. But on the defensive end uh, for SMU, DeVere uh, Levelston got himself four total tackles and a uh, sack. But altogether, it uh, wasn't good enough to be out number Cincinnati, number 20 Cincinnati. And they hold on to their top 25 spot. Now, next up, we had a S- the SEC matchup. Of course, um, you know, everybody is going to talk about how great the SEC is because of a game like this. But I'm going to talk about how overrated the SEC is uh, because of a game like this. We had uh, Ole Piss ranked number seven. Of course, now they've dropped down to number 15. But they came in here, you know, so, so everybody was so hyped on them. Ole Miss this. Ole, remind you, and mind you, this is a team that hasn't won a, a conference championship since 1963. But every every time they get off to a little good start, everybody gets excited. Oh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss this. This, this is just another example of the SEC. Yeah, whatever. All piss loses to LS Poof. And remember why I call them LS Poof? Because they'll win a championship and then disappear right after that. So they're not elite. Uh, 20 to 45 was the final score. Again, for Old piss, Jackson Dart, 19 to 34, 284 yards. He would throw an interception. Uh, Quinshawn J- Judkins would do his thing on the ground, though. 111 yards. He would score twice. Malik uh, Heath would be the team's in the receiver. Eight catches for 145 yards and defensively for the Rebels, Cedric Johnson uh, will come up, will be the team's leading tackler. I believe he had about eight tackles, something like that. And uh, for the Tigers of LS Poof, Jaden Daniels would have a good game 20, uh, 21 and 28, 248 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he would have three rushing touchdowns on 131 yards. Jeray Jenkins would be the team's leading receiver. Two catches from him, 51 yards, he would score. And Makai Wingo uh, would do his thing defensively. 
defensively with seven total tackles. He would also get uh, one. I don't know how they count a half a sack. I'm just going to say he got a sack. And also uh, safety Joe uh, Foucher would end up with five total tackles and an interception. Like I said, the SEC is overrated, particularly for a game like this. Uh, Ole Miss, higher-ranked team here. Uh, LSU, I know people are going to say, oh, you know, they're all good because they're from the SEC. It's just no. It in reality, Ole Miss should have won a game like this. They they've come in here, uh, you know, you know, very highly touted the last few weeks. Uh, no real, you know, weaknesses that they really have shown. Uh, they should have taken care of a team like LSU. LSU. Uh, you know, we'll, we can say what we want. We know this team isn't going to win the West and West Division right this year in the SEC. We know that. Bottom line is, Ole Miss should have really, you know, took it to took it to LSU. They probably came in there over overconfident as you know as a team in this position would. And again, it does nothing but you know make LSU look better than what they actually are, and they immediately get pushed all the way to like number eighteen for a win like this. Let me double check somewhere around there yeah 18 like yeah what the fuck like you know this is a two loss team we already know who they lost to they lost to a weak ass Florida State team I don't think this team is top 25 but again since they beat an overrated they they beat an overrated team in old piss you know hey here they go uh the main game that really mattered now I'm playing I'm not gonna say all that but uh one of the exciting games the more exciting games of course UCLA and Oregon uh they get they uh, they went at it in Eugene of course Chip Kelly makes his return to Eugene very interesting but the Ducks they end up getting it done 30 to 45 it UCLA made it interesting kind of near the end but it was pretty much well within our favor at some point starting in the third quarter I thought uh really in the second uh we right before the half we kind of really you know made our put our imprints on the game but the Bruins didn't play bad at, to any stretch of the imagination but uh Dorian Thompson Robinson would go 27 to 39 for 262 yards he would throw two touchdowns but he would throw a pick Zach Charbonnet would do his thing on the ground with 151 yards he would end up scoring and the leading receiver for UCLA would be Jake Bobo he would get you eight total catches 101 yards he would score also Keegan Jones would score with a uh, with a touchdown catch as well and then we got defensive back Mo Osling the third getting you 17 total tackles now that that sounds great like he led the team in tackles but as a defensive back in all reality what that tells me is that the quarterback on the other team made a lot of passes, made a lot of complete passes in the uh, secondary. And that's what Bo Nix pretty much did uh, for the Ducks. He would go 22 with 28 for 283 yards. He would have five touchdowns. Uh, he'd also have 51 yards on the ground. And like I mentioned in the preview of the game, the Ducks are going to have like four or five guys touching the rock on the running game. So um, I'm just a little bit surprised that, uh, you know, you know, he had such a great game through the air. I was expecting, you know, the Ducks to just pretty much you know, lean on their running game, which they were able to do. It was a balanced attack, to say the least. But uh, to see Bo Nix, though, five touchdowns, not really looked like he was flustered at all, no real bad passes, no picks, really solid effort. I mean, I thought, you know, Thompson Robinson, you know, would play slightly better. I was I was, I was, was a little bit off on that one. But uh, Bucky Irving would do his thing, a.k.a. Uh, well, yeah, that is his nickname. But 107 yards from him, uh, he would have three catches for 57 yards. He would score in that realm as well. And Noah Whittington would get you 73 yards on the ground as well on 6.1 yards per carry. So, like I said, multiple guys getting the rock. Bo Nix, uh, he was able to run around with it a little bit. Jordan James would score on the ground as well. So, Really good game overall for Oregon. Uh, they really trying to, you know, get taste out of everybody's mouth from that Georgia game. It's going to be hard, but I think, I mean, again, Georgia is who they are. Uh, Georgia is is really elite. It'll be very interesting to see, particularly if Bama does make it to the uh, SEC championship game. I think Georgia... You know, they make their way there. They pretty much roll, in my opinion, the SEC championship. It'll be very interesting to see, you know, another, another matchup between those two teams, in my opinion. But I think Georgia, is, you know, is still firing all cylinders. They look up and down, whatever, but they're winning. And that's the most important thing for them. So, again, I mean, as long as Georgia keeps winning and looking good and we, you know, keep you know, coming out of the fire and looking good in these games, uh, you know, 
we should be able to get over it. I know a lot of people say they don't belong. We don't belong to be in consideration uh, and all this and because of that loss and all that. But I, I feel like this. If these other teams start taking L's, including Georgia and all that, then you get into a different territory. And I'm not going to – of all the years, I'm not really going to listen to people tell me, well, a loss in the Pac-12 means more than a loss in the SEC. I'm sorry. Um, now all these SEC teams are created equal. It's obvious Georgia and Bama are ahead of the pack. I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me that any of these other teams are going to steamroll in, in the college football playoff either. None of them. Sorry. The old piss just shit the bed. You're, you're not going to convince me. Everybody and their mama wanted to brag about Texas A&M going into the year, particularly SEC fans. Not a whole lot. I mean, you know, SEC fans and, and just, you know, you know, Texas A&M fans. But again, we saw what happened with them. They're way out of the picture. We don't want to hear shit about them. They lost to Spencer Rattler in South Carolina. No one fucking cares. Um, so again, uh, we can talk all about that all you want to, but I think, and I will, I will die on this hill and tell you right now that there's nobody in the SEC that's on Bama or Georgia's level. And in reality, outside of that, there's nobody in that conference that's really that great. Let's be honest. Let's just keep it like, let's keep it 100. Um, and uh, for the top 25, everything will end out for the weekend. Like I mentioned before, uh, South Carolina, they get their, you know, the win that gets them on the top 25, 30 to 24 against a three and four Texas A&M team. We talked about how Texas A&M is, is falling off the face of the earth, but somehow a win against this team gets gets South Carolina catapulted into this top 25. Like I mentioned, Spencer Rattler was, again, he struggled. He still struggled. He was trash in this game. This team was carried by their running back, Marshawn Lloyd. They won the SEC in 1969. No one fucking cares about South Carolina. Why do y'all put this team in the top 25? Just for just for somebody, whoever's in the SEC. All right, y'all, I am back. I'm going to break down NFL Week 7 action. We're going to start off uh, with the Ravens. Uh, they get it done by three versus the Browns, 23-20. to 20. Uh, We have the Panthers beating the, uh, the Buccaneers in a surprising fashion, of course, I'm going to actually be getting on Tom Brady's head in my, uh, I guess, my what you would call my celebrity slash current events roast. So I'm not going to get, you know, too far into it now. I'm just going to go over his stats in this game real quick. But, oh, by the way, the Buccaneers are three and four, and they're already talking about Todd, firing Todd Bowles, the head coach, right now. And the Panthers, they're just a lowly two and five. So... Damn. Uh, for the Buccaneers, though, Tom Brady will go 32 of 49, 290 yards. Uh, the team would struggle uh, producing anything on the ground, only 46 total rushing yards. Mike Adams would be the uh, – sorry, Mike Adams. That ain't his name. <laughs> I feel like I done forgot Mike Evans. What the fuck I called him Mike Evans for? Mike Adams for? What the fuck I'm tripping about? Anyways, Mike Evans, not Mike Adams. <laughs> Nine receptions, 96 yards, uh, but the team would only go 2-12 on third down. Uh, Vita Vea, you know, would be the only standout on defense, if you could say that. Five total tackles and a sack. Uh, for the Panthers, Phillip Walker would go 16-22, uh, 177 yards. He would have two touchdowns. Dante Foreman uh, would do his thing on the ground with 111 yards. Chubba Hubbard uh, would score on the ground. He would also have 63 rushing yards, and DJ Moore, I don't know if they're going to trade him or not. But anyways, he scored in this game, seven total catches and 69 yards. Uh, but defensively for the Panthers, Dante Jackson will lead the team with 10 total tackles. And Ryan Burns would have five total tackles and a sack. Again, uh, Buccaneers looked uh, as bad as you could at any point in the game, at any point uh, this season. So far, their worst game of the season. Uh, I guess there's a lot of your boys' mind. That's all I can say. Uh, the Bengals, uh, we, moving on, we have the Bengals. They get a win here against the Falcons, 35-17. The the Cowboys, excuse me, get it done against the Lions, 24-6. to uh, We have the Jaguars here. They take an L here to the Giants. Look at Danny and his little Giants. 23-17 is the final score. Up next, we have an NFC matchup. Again, another surprise here uh, with the Commanders getting it done against the Packers, 23-21. It's a 
final score. Uh, both teams uh, in that one, three and four on the year so far. Uh, actually, Washington has won a couple games in a row. So look, you know, they they trying to do something uh, for Green Bay. A Rob will go 23 of 35, 140, sorry, 194 yards. Uh, he would have two touchdown passes. Aaron Jones will be the receiver. Uh, the recipient, excuse me, of those two touchdown catches. He would also have nine catches and 53 yards. And defensively, Devondre Campbell will get you 12 total tackles and an interception. And Kinsley Ngbare will get you a sack. For the uh, for the DC for the DC Commanders, excuse me, uh, Taylor Heineke uh, in replacement of uh, Carson Wentz. Of course, 20 at 33. Uh, he would have a touchdown, two touchdowns, excuse me, but he would throw a pick. But overall, he looked pretty decent. Brian Robinson, of course, making his way back from getting shot out there in that crazy city, but he's doing his thing. Led the team in rushing yards, 73 yards. Terry McLaurin, five catches from him, 73 yards and a touchdown. And defensively, Cole Holcomb will get you nine total tackles. Uh, the commanders uh, will go on to hold uh, the Packers at just 38 rushing yards. So really, uh, really solid defensive effort as a team. Nobody stand out as an individual, but the team itself uh, really did a good job. They uh, they kept the Packers to 4.9 yards per play, and uh, go, sorry Green Bay was also zero for six on third down. So again, a really solid team effort. Again, you know they you know they gave up some points, but they allowed their offense to pull away with the win uh, when needed. But uh, moving on, we have a few more games to get through. Uh, we have the Titans. They get it done against the Colts, 19 to 10. The big news from this one is uh, your boy Sam Ellinger is going to be uh, your new quarterback in the future going for the Colts. I'm hearing around the word is around the league that uh, your boy Matt Ryan's arm is shot and uh, he's done. Uh, but anyways, the Colts get the win. Like I said, 19 to 10. Uh, moving on, my Raiders, they get a win. They're second in a row, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against the uh, Texans. Uh, maybe not their second in a row, but again, they looked pretty solid. Uh, 38 to 20 was the final score. Davis Mills will go 28 to 41, two, uh, 302 yards uh, in the air. Uh, he would have two touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. Damian Pierce uh, would have a decent game on the ground with 92 rushing yards. And Philip Dorsett. I don't mention. I haven't mentioned that name in a very long time. I haven't even heard that name being said on TV in years. But he would score as well. And Rasheen Green on the defensive side would get a sack. For Vegas, Derek Carr will go 21 to 27, uh, 241 yards. He would have a touchdown. Josh Jacobs uh, again, uh, definitely turning his season around right now. Three touchdowns on the ground in yesterday's game. 143 yards. Devontae Adams, the team's leading receiver, he would go on at eight total catches and nine. 95 yards, and of course, Mac Howlins will be uh, the recipient of uh, Carr's touchdown pass. But uh, on the defensive side of things, Devon Diablo uh, once again is the team's leading tackler. Uh, 12 from him, and Deron Harmon, excuse me, get you six total tackles and an interception. Uh, Broncos countries. Y'all look sad. Uh, they lose again, this time to the Jacks, 16-9. Uh, we have the Chiefs. They get an easy win somewhat against the Niners, 44-23. Uh, uh, the Chiefs are 5-2. The Niners are 3-4. For the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes will go 24-34, 423 yards, three touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. But overall, pretty damn good game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he would score on the ground. McCall Hallman would score twice on the ground. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, shit. Not only did he give uh, the Niners defense, you know, some frustrating moments, he gave my fantasy team some frustrating moments, just balling out like that. I uh, should have known, though, with Patrick Mahomes, he he's on my fantasy team. Should have known that whoever was going to, if he was going to ball out, whoever his recipients were going to be, were going to ball out. Just so happens my opponent happened to have two of his recipients, and they just was trying to eat into my score. Damn, but thank God for Raheem Mostert for me. Anyways, Marquez Valdez-Scantley will get you three total catches uh, and uh, 111 yards. If I didn't mention, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster would score, have 124 yards. So, again, he's having a pretty solid season so far with the Chiefs. Maybe it's just a case of who's your quarterback. Uh, you know, uh, moving on, we have Juan Thornhill on the defensive side. Uh, 11 total tackles from him. He would get a pick, and Chris Jones would get you two sacks. For the San Francisco, Jimmy G would go 25. 37. Of course, people don't like this. He didn't really win the game, so they're going to complain. Even though he had over 300 yards, two touchdowns, he would have a pick. 
Patrick Mahomes would throw a pick. He just threw one more touchdown. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, George Kittle would have six total catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Ray Ray McLeod would score as well. Nick Bosa would get you a sack. So, again, uh, typical Niners game. You know, they get the win, though. I ain't going to hate. You know, they looked good. Uh, the Seahawks, did I say Niners win, Chiefs win? Sorry. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I ain't crazy. Uh, up next, we have another uh, NFC AFC matchup. We have the Seahawks. They get the dub against the Chargers. 37 to 23 is the final score. Both teams in this one, four and three. Get out of that one, four and three. Uh, for Seattle, Geno Smith will lead the way. Uh, really a comeback season. Uh, um, honestly, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but he's, I mean, look at the team right now. They, they look pretty good. I mean, they have a running record despite all that's going on, but Geno Smith, 20 and 27, 210 yards, two touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 168 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns. Again, this is probably rookie of the year right here. Marquise Goodwin, two receiving touchdowns, uh, on four catches and 76 yards and defensively Ryan Neal will get you seven total tackles and an interception and Daryl Taylor will get a uh, get a sack. Uh, we had the Chargers here. Uh, Justin Herbert, he would go 30, 33 of 51 for 293 yards. He would throw two touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. Austin Eckler uh, would score on the ground as well. Uh, not so... I mean, he didn't do, outside of the touchdown, um, not so much to speak of on the ground, but he really was a, a good part of the passing game, but that's usually, you know, how he does anyways. 12 total catches and 96 yards. He would score with a touchdown catch as well. Mike uh, Mike Williams will be the team's second-leading receiver with seven catches and 87, uh, 86 yards and a touchdown, but he gets injured too. Uh, he has a high ankle situation going on. I don't know his exact timetable, but he is expected to miss some time. On the defensive side of things austin johnson with that five total tackles and a sack and uh let's move on to oh the sunday night afc matchup between the steelers and the dolphins the dolphins uh with the return of two attack of aloha they they get it done here final score is 16 to 10 the dolphins move to four and three the steelers are two and five for pittsburgh kenny pickett the rookie he would go 32 of 44 257 yards a touchdown but he would have three picks Najee harris would have 65 yards on the ground and the leading receiver for Pittsburgh would be Pat Fryermuth. The tight end would have uh, seven, sorry, eight total catches and 75 receiving yards. George Pickens would have six catches for 61 yards, and he would also score. Miles Jack would be the team's leading receiver. He would go on to have, sorry, team's leading tackler. He would go on to have 10 over there at his linebacker spot. For uh, the Dolphins, two attack of Aloha. Like I said, this was his return. Uh, he would go 21 to 35 for 261 yards and a touchdown. So he looked okay. Uh, you know, I just hope he, you know, remains healthy. That's my only hope. Uh, that's what I'm rooting for, honestly. I don't even care how good he does, you know, in terms of his performances. I just want him to stay healthy. Uh, but for Raheem Mostert, like I mentioned, definitely helped out my fantasy team. 79 rushing yards from him, four receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Again, uh, really did his thing for the team and also helping me out as well. For So thank you, sir. Jalen Waddle, four receptions for 88 yards. Just, uh, Justin Bethel will be the team's leading tackler with seven. He'd also have an interception. And Jalen Phillips will get you eight total tackles and like, like I said one I don't know how they count half a sacks but again he ended up getting half a sack so let's move on to Monday Night Football with the Bears uh, they end up getting the getting a blowout win a pretty convincing blowout win mind you against the Patriots 33 to 4 uh, 33 to 14 is the final score both teams in Monday night at three and four for the Bears Justin Fields will lead the way a, a, a decent game to decent game 13 to 21 171 yards game manager touchdown interception he would have 82 yards on the ground the team's leading rusher he would also score David Montgomery would have 62 yards on the ground and a touchdown and defensively Roquan Smith will get you uh, 12 total tackles excuse me and an interception uh he'd also get a sack as well and uh jaquan brisker would get you seven total tackles and an interception as well bailey zap it looks like that magic has come uh to an end he would go 14 to 22 in this game for 185 yards he would throw a touchdown but he would throw two interceptions mac jones uh would get some action as well three or six uh he would have a he would throw a pick so again 
uh, you know, well, it's just, it's just one of those rough nights. You know, both guys didn't seem to, you know, be on their best. But again, I think the Giants, uh, sorry, the, the Bears defense had a lot to do with that one. So I don't know what direction this team goes uh, in terms of their future at quarterback. Of course, uh, in some, some circles, you know, there is somewhat of a conversation about that going on right now. Uh, people will tell you, I, I don't know who you would have as the favorite right now. Bailey Zapp has, uh, you know, performed pretty well up until this point. But, you know, you know, you did draft Mac Jones first in the in the draft. Sorry, well, that was their first pick in the draft last year. Not necessarily first, you know, first pick overall, but their first pick of the draft last season, a first round pick for the Patriots. So, I mean, it's obviously, you know, they have some ambitions for him or did, you know, so we'll have to see. Uh, but Ramondre Davis, uh, sorry, Ramondre Stevenson would end up getting a rushing touchdown and Matthew Judon will end up getting you two sacks. Like I mentioned, no real headlines right now for the NFL world. So we're going to get into an MLB playoff update, you know, and uh, first things first, let's break down the ALCS. Are we surprised? I'm kind of surprised, but then at the same time, it's like, yeah, well, I did pretty much say Houston was one of the best teams out here. Uh, long story short, they end up sweeping the Yankees, of course, getting that four-game sweep, uh, bring out your brooms. It didn't really look that close until, until the final game, really. Uh, but uh, game three, uh, sorry, game four, sorry, game three, sorry, sorry. Take that back. Game three uh, really wasn't close. Again, indicative of all that, you know, just how, you know, much the Yankees struggled. Uh, the Ash and, and this, in my opinion, was the telling game here. Uh, this was the first game in New York. Uh, the Astros get the win there, five to zip. Uh, for Houston, Chas McCormick uh, will go. Will have a two-run home run. Christian Vasquez will drive in two RBIs. Uh, Christian Javier would have a great game on the mound, uh, giving up just one hits, zero earned run, five strikeouts. So again, they just they just came, they saw, they conquered. Uh, for the Yankees in that game, they would only have three total hits. Uh, this was another stat that was indicative of them the entire series right here. Zero for six with runners in scoring position position. Again, they struggled all together. I think they only had like up until this game. I think they only had about three hits, maybe. I think in total, no, they were one for eight up until game three. They were just one for eight with one of the scoring position. And in game three, yeah, uh, sorry, game three, yeah. So in game two, up until that point, they were one for eight with runners in scoring position. They got zero hits in game three. They lose, you know, they give up five runs, no runs from them. It was a it, it was a hard it was a hard series for the Yankees and this game right here was pretty much indicative of all that uh, you know Garrett Cole got lit up five innings uh, five hits five earned runs seven strikeouts but he would give up two walks. Again, just what, what can you say? Dominant effort from the Astros. Uh, game five, like sorry, game four. Uh, uh, the final score will be six to five, but this would be game four. But the Astros again get it done. Uh, this will be the closest game. Well, I mean, game two was kind of close, but you know we can tell just by you know just by looking at it. You know the Astros were just a better team, and and this game it just you know they just seemed to all kind of you know it, it still clicked for them. Uh, but for the Astros. Jeremy Pena would go uh, would go have a home three run home run. Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel, uh, their usual characters in terms of the situation. They would get RBIs. Lance McCullers again shows up on the mound. Five uh, five innings of work from him, uh, eight hits, but again he only gave up three earned runs. He would also have six strikeouts. Uh, Hector Neris would be awarded the win again. I don't know how all that's done in baseball. Again, I, I thought five innings would be the trigger. Would be will be the what. Get you the win obviously it's not I, I whatever uh but the bullpen overall would do its thing for houston only giving up one other hit zero earned runs they also would have three strikeouts uh the relievers would do their thing in the in the middle of the game uh holding uh new york's runners in place with two holds ryan presley again shows up uh close in a closing situation his fourth save of the postseason you know just all around kudos to houston and now that now I've been hearing in, in some circles now, here's the question. Did they ever really cheat? Look at how good they are. Did they ever really cheat? Really? That's a question to ask. I don't I don't even know no more. Shit. 
for the Yankees, uh, Harrison Bader would have a solo home run. Anthony, sorry, that would be his fifth of the postseason. Uh, that being for Bader, Anthony Rizzo would have two RBIs, but again, it, it wouldn't be enough. Of course, uh, Nestor Cortez would go uh, for about two innings, giving up three earned runs, three walks. So they immediately blew him up. The bullpen really wasn't there to to help out. Jonathan Loisiga would be uh, would be charged with a loss, giving up two earned runs on his own. Uh, just you know. They just didn't get it done. Again, another multi-million, hundred million dollar payroll down the, down the drain, <laughs> down the drain. And uh, finally, uh, before I take another uh, another break, excuse me, we have the NLCS. Of course, the uh, Phillies here they get the gentleman sweep of the Padres. Of course, four to one. I mean. Um, what can you really say? I mean, a, a, another series in which the other team pretty much looked dominant. You know, one team looked really dominant. The Phillies in this one looked very dominant. Uh, there was a couple games that were closer than others, but again, it just seemed, you know, all together, uh, the Phillies just always just had that extra going for them. Now, I will say this. The Astros series was a lot more, you know, convincing in my opinion. There was a couple more closer games in this Padres-Phillies matchup, but it just... At the end of the day, the Phillies just made made sure they got it done. So, anyways, in Game Four uh, for the Padres, Manny Machado will get a home run. Uh, Juan Soto and also Brandon Drury will get you two RBIs each. I'm sorry, Juan Soto will get you a two-run home run. Brandon Drury will get you two more RBIs. Uh, but again, it just wouldn't be enough. Mike Clevenger would get the start. Uh, it would not go well for him. He gives up three uh, earned runs on his own. He would give up a walk. Uh, the uh, bullpen uh, would give up four more runs, if I'm not mistaken. So just, uh, sorry, three more runs. So again, just nothing there. Uh, Sean Manaya, uh nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, sorry, they would give up seven runs. Let me take that back. The bullpen as a whole would give up seven, uh, seven more runs. Sean Manaya would be charged with five of those runs on four hits. Just nothing, nothing from those guys. Uh, that 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 rotation is just wow. The relievers just all over the place. Uh, for Philly, Reese Hoskins, uh, but making a name for himself this playoff series, uh, this playoffs in general. Two home runs. Four total RBIs, Kyle Schwarber and also JT Realmuto. They get you some solo hole runs. Uh, Bryce Harper drives in two RBIs. Again, their usual suspects. Again, with Realmuto and Harper doing their thing. But again, Reese Hoskins definitely stepping up. Uh, you know, just all together, you know, a good, great team effort from this team. Uh, going on to game five. Again, they get the win by one. Final score, four to three. Bryce Harper will go two of four at the plate. He would. Uh, get a two-run home run. Reese Hoskins, again, stepping up with another two-run home run. You know, again, he's just been hot. And Zach Wheeler, he gets the win in that uh, game five, that deciding game. Three hits from him, but only two earned runs. He would have eight strikeouts. For San Diego, I mean, uh, you know, they tried. Juan Soto would get a home run. Uh, but uh, outside of that, that was all that, that she wrote. You know, you uh, Darvish, uh, he would take the L in this one. Uh, giving up two runs, three walks, about I think uh, three innings, something like that. Uh, sorry, he didn't take the he didn't take the loss, but he you know he didn't really do good in his start. Uh, Robert Suarez would end up taking the loss. I'll take that back. Uh, he ended up getting he ended up giving up two runs as well. So you know you know tough break. Like Dave Chappelle said in that racial draft. <laughs> Tough break, nigga. <laughs> I mean, try again. Maybe Tatis would have been able to help out, but he wasn't there. Sorry, guys. Uh, but one good thing to say about baseball right now, I know y'all want to hate on Rob Manfred and all that, but here's a silver lining. Here's a here's a good fact for you guys. This has been one of the most highly watched playoff, uh, you know, series in a long time, at least uh, since 2017. I think viewership went up 21% overall. Uh, and then uh, also with the younger viewers, uh, about 21, another 21% between viewers between the 18 and uh, 34 range. Uh, also, you got viewers from, uh, nine, I think, 9 to 17 watching this, like 6% more of those guys. So, again, people are watching baseball at least. You know, again, it jumped up from like 2 million last year to 3 million viewers, average viewers this season. So, you know, there's some positive things about baseball. It's not all that bad. You know, stop being mad at Rob Manfred all the time. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take another quick break, and when I, like I said, I got my celebrity slash current events slash general off on another tangent roast. 
waiting for you guys. So I'll be I'll be back. All right, y'all. this up for tonight and like i told you i'm not gonna go through some whole list of you know i guess articles and all that and this that and the other i didn't go you know through 511 stories and i'm just gonna go off for a little bit about all the stuff that we already know about some of the people that we've already known about and discuss what we should already know or you know no, claim to know well i sip on this mango this is a this you can tell this is a laid back segment because i'm actually like doing something else like i said i'm drinking this mango nectar juice mm. you know this ain't like my my sports segments but i gotta look at the, the, the stats and the facts and my my word on the street i gotta look at this little thing that i wrote and all these no i'm just gonna go in for a little bit get all this off my chest like i said talk about people we know Talk about events that that's happened recently that we sh you know should know about you know they're out there through social media and in the light. Anyway, let's just go ahead and just get it in there. First things first, I'm just gonna kind of do rapid fire as I can, just kind of just throw names out there and just go or situations out and just go. So be prepared. First things first, <clears throat> Mr. Kanye. Yeah, I'm gonna get more to him later on in my actual political shit, but just for now, I just want to give you guys just a little taste. Now, everybody's been excited about some of the things he said, you know, on the negative side or the positive side for him. But I just think for one, you know, it's the message for one has always been a little bit inconsistent for me. Now, let's be real here. First, he jumps, you know, and says about maybe three or four weeks ago that these corporations are out to get him and they're trying to chip him out of his pockets and they're trying to you know they're trying to take my ip which you gave them and which you signed over contracts to do business over with them for again you sign with them you, you take away a lot of that so you know you sign with them you do these business ventures and now they're using your stuff making knockoff yeezys which i feel for you to some extent but it's like that's the nature of the beast when you sign contracts and do business with those people kanye i thought you knew this but again you know you so smarter than everybody else you know when it finally happens to you and it's finally revealed you're like oh my god this is how dare you do this to me this has happened to regular people for centuries and and decades and within generations but it's happening to me so oh my god this is this is this is fucked up well, well welcome to the club take a number kanye you are not immune okay and then he goes around and says and you know again because you know it's about you know just controversy because then he goes around and, and he does the trigger shit you know the trigger shit for the the liberals and those guys well the white lives matter shirt okay well let me ask you this guys if they i'm just saying i'm just throwing it out now some of them do and i will say this it's a person-to-person -person basis. I was always taught to judge a person but actually by the content of the, the character. I know people think that that's generic. That might be all whatever. Uh, that's actually real. You can judge a person by the content of the character, how they treat you. doesn't really matter what race they are or orientation. Y'all want to get bogged into that. But I'll let y'all do that. So, like I said, he goes there and he says the bold proclamation. Well, white, all, white lives matter. They're this and, you know, but... Let me ask you this question, guys. Who were the owners and who was responsible for all the drama he was just going through that he was just complaining about? Mention, I Notice I just mentioned that he was complaining about how Adidas and oh, Gap 2 wanted to take away his ideas and make knockoffs and make money off of them. Well, who, was, who runs those corporations? Oh, uh, okay. Well, obviously, you know, you got some in the bunch that aren't obviously don't matter or obviously treat you like you don't matter, obviously, in that bunch. So it's like, ah, you know. And again, and yet white lives matter be triggered. And I'm going to say this about all that white lives, black lives. Listen here. If they matter to you, they matter to you. It doesn't matter. 
So whoever matters to you is whoever matters to you. I don't need to wear a shirt that says Black Lives Matter because I live a lifestyle that says I refuse to be antagonistic or go out of my way to disrupt any type of, uh, you know, correspondence I have with black men. So I don't need to wear a rocket fucking shirt that says that. Same thing with black women. I don't go out of my way to just demonize black women to make up a fucked up situation between me and them. So I don't need to say that, that I don't need to rock that sentiment. Same thing with white folk. I don't go out of my way just antagonizing white folk. Oh, living my life with white people ain't shit. There's people ain't shit. So I don't need to wear a shirt or, or fuck with a sentiment that just outright says all, of course all lives matter, you idiot. You're a life. You matter to you right do other people matter to you well then bam that's it so you know he jumps from this and that and he wants to get into the whole anti-semitic listen here i know people feel what they feel they feel like they're coming across certain knowledges now okay great at the same time and this is an altogether I'm not even gonna focus on the anti-Semitic thing just right now because it's really a bigger thing that he's pushing, right? These bigger lines and these big, you know, these bigger exposés that we claim that he's giving. I'm gonna tell you this: people are gonna tell you that oh, he's exposing something. He's uh, he's you know, he's he's telling us really what's going on. Now, I'm gonna tell you this right the fuck now, and y'all know this to, for a fact. We've already known this shit has been going on. We've already been talking about the ills of Hollywood, the ills of popular music. Remember the old, not the old heads, the old folks. And when I say old heads and old folks, old heads is like this generation's of old folks, 40s and 50 year olds, 60, you know, they was born in the 60s. The old folks was 60 years old when we was born. And in the early, two, we talking about them, those are old folks, you know, back in the day. They grew up in the 50s and, and the 60s. They, that's who I'm talking about, the old folks. Now, even before them, them people, your your grandparents' parents, they'll be the main ones always listening to this popular. As soon as a, a popular song comes, us the devil's music. Why do you think they always said that? You think they were saying that just to be hate? No, because they already know what the bullshit they've been calling it devil's music for for forever. So none of this is new. This whole this whole scheme or this whole you know I guess uh, uh, breakdown of of these now we we, we you know we we're saying it you know. Popular media wants to push these agendas, and and now Kanye's a spoke. No, no, no. They've already been known to us. So there was no, there was no true exposing. Mr. Kanye did. It's just your idolatry overriding. You want somebody you sh you can look up to and and, and want to vibe with outside of people who actually exist, like your people in your family. You love Kanye, and you love a lot of these celebrities more than you like your own family member. That's your problem, not mine. But I'm just gonna call it. That's that's what it is. When you when you when you sit there, and you listen to what he's saying, and you tell you convince yourself this is stuff that you didn't already know. Oh, cause well he's he's obviously in it. He's telling no. He's well first of all, he's already taken the oaths. Okay. He told you straight up to your face. Oh, he sold his soul to the. And then y'all say, well, yeah, he did, but he had. No, first of all, we already knew, so there was no point in even having to go through that. See, remember, remember the era about about five, six years ago, where everybody, their mama was talking about the Illuminati and how everybody was this, everybody was 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 gay or whatever or hiding it and all that. Now everybody was is cool with it now, because certain motherfuckers that's in it is saying motherfucking shit that they like. So now, oh, he he obviously ain't in it. He's obviously trying to exp no. He's already took taken oaths. He's already down with the cause. He's already done all the things you want to. You know, to do in order to be down with that, including the blood sacrifice. Now, but y'all go ahead, let idolatry blind you. You go ahead and get involved in that, and then you go along with Candace Owens. You know, oh man, uh, the toxicology reports actually show that he was high on on fentanyl, lethal amount. Well, I'll tell you this. You know. I tell you this: having a having a, a a knee on your neck obviously doesn't help either. Now we can sit there and say, um, "Well, obviously he was too high, and that's what did it." But again, I I highly doubt even even with his situation going on, nothing would have really been that 
taken to that extent, at least with his, you know, dying, if there wasn't a knee on his neck. We could say all the other things we want to. That's why y'all want to say, well, it's a, it, they did, they were partly correct. He was, that's why you can only say he was partly high. Because y'all want to go ahead with it because y'all have an issue. And you, and every time this happens, which again, is part of the problem. Every time a black man is killed in a way that really is unjust because he didn't need to die for having a fake $20 bill, particularly when he didn't have a weapon. Again, if you want to if you want to shoot somebody, shoot up those active shooters who are in the act of shooting. How about you do that? How about you shoot somebody actually armed? But again, I mean, y'all, I don't think like that. Y'all, you know, it's too much like, right. It would be too much like doing your actual job. So let's just shoot up a black person. And then we'll demonize this black person and try to make you think, oh, well, he wasn't worth it. Well, so, so neither were none of the white lives you spared. So why, why are they alive? These motherfuckers actually kill people. But again, but again, oh, he was a, he was a former porn star. He did this at one point in his life. So he should die today. No, you should die when you're actually doing something heinous and when you're actually involved with really hurting somebody. That's when you should die. You want to be honest. But okay. We let, we let Candace always continuously belittle our people and she'll turn around and say, well, I really love black. I don't think so. I think that's lies. You know, people just sell people just sell race and race issues or or denial of race issues. They sell that that, that there is no race issues. A lot of people allow themselves to be hoes for this uh, this upper echelon of of these companies and and you know making these business deals. Y'all keep acting like they really ballers and they millionaires. I'm just saying. Four or five years ago, we were talking about how Jay Z wasn't shit. Now he cool again. We know he ain't shit. We know we all these all these guys took oaths. There's nothing they could tell us. There's nothing else they can reveal to us. They could try to reveal shit to us, but you know, I mean, it's like at this point when you've already, you know, again, you've taken all these different oaths. You've you've done all these rituals that we, you know, we've already discussed. We we know we dis we've discussed these. Stop acting like you know we wasn't doing that beforehand. Oh, Kanye made us talk about this. Stop it. You're in denial. Stop. We was already talking about this in 2013, 2012. Y'all fell off. Y'all went back on whatever y'all our word what we were learning. Why I don't know. Maybe because it was maybe because we really decided we still wanted to be rich and shit and wanted to be down with they cause if it meant us getting more money and being able to flaunt on the next man about it. I don't know. But you're not telling me that that man is uh is about any type of cause. That man is controlled opposition. Remember, controlled opposition. They probably even paid him to say the shit that he said about George Bush long time ago. He probably been being used by all the groups for his little money. Talking about he's a, well, how do you think he became a billionaire? You want to know why a billionaire and the, the super elite is even says in the Bible it's difficult for them to get into heaven because you got to think about what they had to do to get rich. And y'all keep thinking, oh, it's just some rich dad, poor dad shit. No, they got picked out by the by the ruling structure and they have to carry out certain ordeals. This is all part of Kanye's programming and what he has to do in order to maintain his well, the illusion that he's a billionaire. Yep. Y'all don't want to hear that part, but y'all want to sit there and, and, and be mad at and be mad at other different groups of people. And if I told you this, even if I told you that you've taken that even out of, even that out of context in the group that you claim is truly running the strings is nothing more than just the accountant behind all of it and the real muscle is even somebody else, you'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah, I said it. Now y'all over here caught up and mad at the wrong people. Think y'all know what's going on because you listening to who Rogan and them Joe Rogan ass. Think about who pay these people money. Think about who these people sponsors are. When you break that down, then you come talk to me. You'll figure out oh who's who's lying these people pockets to, to talk about what they listen. A lot of these folks ain't got no cash app. A lot of these folks don't talk about no no uh, no PayPal. So obviously whatever they get ain't grassroots. They're not sitting here trying to get y'all to be involved, really involved and really. No, they just want y'all to like it, subscribe to And they get and they and and what they do is say, look, 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 look at all these 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 uh these regular people. They didn't look at me that in the corporation say, hmm, and you're talking what we like to hear. OK, well, here's here's some money to keep on doing that. That's all that it is. 
People are self-made. Did you make a product and go market it to actual people that people can actually consume? And I'm not talking about like these uh, self-help, aka fake-ass alpha male gurus who tell you, "I can get you. I can try to get you laid in 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 two weeks, in two days." Because you gotta be a real fuck all that. Think about it. These motherfuckers, all of them, is hoes, man, women. They letting, they letting the powers that be use them, and they keep trying to tell you something different. You gotta, you gotta be the one to go out there and go, and go get the job, and go secure the bag, go get the woman, go get the man. They already kind of settled in whatever they got. Particularly if they rich, they already trust me. Y'all seen Doja Cat lately? She seems to be uh, well linked up. Whatever she got going on. Sorry, girl. She look gone though. But again, that's what. But again. That's again, that's what they tell you. If you even read the Bible, I'm telling you, it shows you. And that's why I question who said, uh, are y'all really even down with what y'all even say? Because it'll tell you why it don't work like that. Because in order to get into them groups, you got to look basically do all type of J-Cat shit and you lose your mind. Look at these folks. They look, don't they act like they illogical, like seriously got loots, you know, bolts missing. That's part of the, the curse. I'm just saying, it even says it in y'all Christian Bible. And the reason I say y'all Christian, because I'm not a Christian, you know, but I, you know, respect that it exists. And I've, you know, I've done my, I've done enough research to know a lot of the shit that y'all backing in real life don't even go with what y'all back, claim y'all back in your own religious text. I'm just saying. So y'all got to question that. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at all these different groups of people. Look at yourself first. Look at what you believe in. Don't be mad at these folk living their life because the right wing told you, you know, Kanye controlled opposition ass told you, or even in the other way, you know, you feel like you compelled to do all this other crazy shit on the liberal side. That's all because motherfuckers is paid to come tell you this shit. And then on top of that, we will get more to this even in the future. But let's, let's be real here. The government subsidize all these corporations and all these fucking movements in the first fucking place. Yeah. But y'all won't go ahead and, and talk about, you know, this side of the government works for you and the red and the blue and, and Kanye telling you the truth. Yeah, okay. Well, what truth that you didn't already know? Oh, now it's just confirmed. Oh, yeah, Illuminati confirmed. He in it too. So it's just like, okay, whoop-dee-doo. Whoop-dee-doo. That's your man. I ain't gonna lie, like, you know, the, the longer I go along, people like Charleston White, he actually makes sense. Get them hoes off of there. Get them hoes off of TV. Take a stand. Go up to that shit and, and, and deal with it. And don't and don't fuck with it. I call that shit out. I, I his approach might might have ruffled a few feathers. And at first it ruffled mine, but I kinda get it now. Shit. And another and another thing. I'm gonna keep uh I'm gonna keep poking holes just to kind of keep y'all to think, you know, this is just for my guys out there. It's it, back to that whole alpha male thing. You know, alpha male really means you know it, obviously it's just some generic shit that they came up with for so guys like uh, Fresh and Fit and Andrew take out something to talk about and give you some content. And, you know, again get you to be a sucker in the square. And to actually not be an alpha male. Because alpha males, if you're truly into it, we first of all, nobody's acknowledging that term like that. Again, if you're seeing somebody acknowledging all that bullshit, it's somebody who's looking <clears throat> for you to get pay them or watch them. Real motherfuckers is out here doing shit. However, however, you know, however they're genetic or they're, you know, how they, you know, build themselves up to be. Again, it, unless you're like a flamboyant guy. I mean, come on now. There's obviously levels to this shit, but unless you're a flamboyant guy on that end, you're a guy. And don't feel don't feel uh, uncomfortable about who you are and all that. They're going to try to put you in a box and try to make you like a, a Andrew Tate and these motherfuckers. You ain't, these, them motherfuckers blame and pay for pay for P just like all of them did. Kevin Samuels, and I know people want to sit there. And I'm going to tell you this, one more thing about a guy. These type of guys, <clears throat> you'll sit there 
and this is what kind of weirds me out about guys is that they grew up being told to wash their ass by a mother and that was so annoying to them and then now they hear from a grown ass man and it's like oh yeah this grown ass man told me to do something motherfucker that's some old beta male shit you don't listen and listen to like at some point, you ain't listening to what nobody tell you. You should already know what you got to do. You go to people for consultation, like their con their concierge, you know, like a Tom Hagen type situation. I know I keep bringing up the Godfather because it's just been on my mind. I got to just do the review and get out of the way. But, you know, a lot of folks, when you get to a certain point, they're going to come to you and advise you. People that love you, of course, you're always going to have that. But you don't live your life. Again, there ain't no man living their real life based on what some other motherfucker done told them to do. And let, again, it's their father or some shit like that. So y'all over here, you know, glorifying what these other men told you. You know what goddamn well you've been told the same type of shit all your life. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit. It's, it shows it's, to me. It makes me look. It makes y'all look soft. When y'all go over here and you sign up for Tate University, when you when you when you can you can easily just make, you know, you can find father figures easily through your work, through your church group, through your just regular life, through your activities that you in. You could just have a deep. I mean, if you have a father already, you are you are the epitome of the beta male, dog. I know you sitting there thinking you're going to do something different or Chate going to save you. Kevin going to save you going to have to just do for yourself and understand that, you know, how, what you put out there is what works. You being you work. Now I'm saying that you can have standards and you can you can you can uh, you know take care of yourself and and things of that nature and look great and take care you know your body. Nobody's saying let that go, but you have to be understanding this. Of it's you know anybody who cares about you has already been kind of trying to line you up like that, just for real. So seeking all this outside, I gotta hear him say it. I gotta hear that this guy say it, you're, you're weird. That's too much. That's too much. Uh, um, validation that y'all seeking just like and again seeking validation from men is weird just like seeking validation from women y'all i know they're not gonna want to tell you this but that shit is weird okay motherfuckers have told you all your life and you know this motherfuckers have told you you stink and you need to wash but you thought it was nagging but you hear kevin samuels tell you it's oh my god it's a it's a gym that's weird let me just call that out as I see it. All that shit. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Cobra Tate told me to get a job. So now it's real. Motherfuckers have been telling you to get a job for the past five years, you slacker. The fuck is wrong with you? Oh, now you want to do it because some other guy told you? That's that's lame. That's just as lame as, oh, my girlfriend told me and we can do this together. No, you need to just be operating on your own accord as you see. Nobody need to be telling you what to do if you're a grown man. But y'all over here, look at y'all paying hundreds of dollars to watch these motherfuckers' videos and go to their conferences, watching these <laughs> thousands of hours, reposting all of them. Come on now, you've heard this shit before. Stop all that. Stop all that lame shit. I'm just keeping it real. See, I told you, I'm going to talk a little bit. Of, just like, and then all that, that, that's what happens when your daddy ain't always around. 50 cent now you can sit there and talk about oh, his son is soft because he, he is soft because he complaining all about that six six hundred six thousand dollars he wanted to well the problem is because daddy wasn't around daddy just said okay well here's money here's a house just like a lot of y'all motherfuckers say well i took care of my you just gave money you didn't raise him you left it to the woman and then you wonder why the kid is soft come on how you <laughs> Y'all are funny. Woman will raise the kids. And now your son out here. My daddy didn't do shit. He just gave me $6,000. Clown. You can look at him with his hand on his hip and everything. I imagined it. Like this guy just saw. But that's what happens when you don't raise your kid. And you got all these different. And, you got, and then you got these same men telling you. You ain't going to take care. You ain't going to be there. You just got to just provide the money. And just take care of the house. Da -da -da -da. You just pay the bills. You, the, the women will raise the kid. And that's why your kids are soft. Uh, all right, y'all. I just had to go in for a little bit. If you're looking to get in touch with me, like I mentioned before, I'll be keeping my, um, my, uh, sorry, my, <laughs> oh, damn, my IG handle <laughs> available for you guys. Uh, please be sure to check me out on YouTube as well. Never Out of Bounds, same name as the podcast. Uh, the podcast, of course, is available, as I mentioned before, on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts. And uh, as far as what else I got going on here in the future, at least on the podcast, uh, you know, maybe some opponent for the review, but definitely some more international, national news to that nature. We got to get back into that. Uh, maybe some more of these segments where I just kind of go 
go deep a little bit uh, before, it, or I guess as an intermediate, before I get into the bigger projects and stuff like that, maybe some more of that. Um, I am working on a Palm Further review, uh, but this time it's going to be on the YouTube. Uh, it's going to be a review on the movie, the program, of course, uh, decent college football flick in my opinion, just giving you a lot of different uh themes and layers there. So we want I wanted to get through that. Uh of course we are just covering, you know, some football and baseball content. Uh well at least for movies because, you know, of course we are in the midst of those season and for baseball in particular we are, you know, near this climax. So I did want to get one more uh review out for that, uh just to kind of culminate with the end officially of baseball. Uh so look for that to come out at some point as well. Again I mentioned uh on YouTube on the YouTube platform we have some more political projects working on at least for this uh these elections and everything so i got some projects for that or at least one project for that and then um you know as things come i'll i'll you know i'll present them of course we have the nfl season uh, you know among us college football so whatever news comes up of course we'll be discussing it here or wherever i can so uh please be sure to follow me and all that and please be sure to uh like and subscribe to me on youtube as well if anybody told you yet uh, i love you guys peace out one love and i'll holla at you later